faith is confidence in the sacrifice. Faith is confidence in the sacrifice. And as we go through this today, I, want, I, know, I, I not only want you to see that, but I want you to know how to apply that. So that faith could become a lot easier. It isn't supposed to be this hard. It's not supposed to be. I mean, we are, we are believers. It's what we do. It's who we are. You don't have to argue with a fish about swimming and, and give him a lot of instructions. Amen? Fish swim. Birds fly. Believers believe. Does that make sense? Amen. Hallelujah. So let's, 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 kind of, let's walk through this a bit. First of all, the foundation of Christianity is the sacrifice of Christ. What is the most famous Bible verse known in the world? What is the most famous Bible verse? John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. How many of you know that verse? Now think about that verse for a moment. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God so loved the world that he gave his son as a sacrifice. He gave his son as a sacrifice, meaning what? To die, be buried, be resurrected, ascend to his right hand, shed his blood, and as a result, give us his name and give, give us the very life of Christ and the promises of God by which we are able to partake of his divine nature. God so loved the world that he gave his son as a sacrifice. That's the foundation of Christianity, isn't it? Is it not? Everything begins and everything is connected to that foundation. Now if you think about it for a moment, it's again, um, Romans chapter 5 verse 8. He commended his love towards us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ what? Died for us. That's the sacrifice. Now the sacrifice of Christ is so awesome that the Bible says in, um, in, in Hebrews, <laughs> okay, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse, and verse 13, it talks about coming to the unity of the faith. Now we're going to begin to plug this in a little bit later, but just for now, think, about, think of faith, just as, as we've said, right? Think of faith simply as confidence in the sacrifice. Say that with me. Confidence in the sacrifice. Say it again. Confidence in the sacrifice. One more time. Confidence in the sacrifice. So when you see a verse like Ephesians 4 and verse 13, that says um, that we might all come to the unity of the faith, it is saying that we might all come to the unity of the confidence of the sacrifice. Which means this sacrifice has a, a unifying power to it. And it doesn't matter what section or what, what, what denominational tag we might carry from any area of Christianity. Whether it be Presbyterian, Pentecostal, um, Baptist, um, Methodist, whatever it might be. Grace people, this, whatever it is, every aspect of Christianity, Catholic, has as its foundation what? The sacrifice of Christ. So there is a unity that comes from that place. The Bible even speaks of, in Romans chapter 1, Paul said, look, I am a debtor, not only, not only to the Jews, but I'm a debtor to all men to preach to them this gospel. Why? Because this gospel is the power of God unto what? Salvation. 
It is the power of God to salvation to everyone that would dare believe it. Amen? And the Bible says, and when we're talking about the gospel, what is the gospel? What is the good news? The good news is that Jesus died and was raised up from the dead. That's the good news. The good news is the sacrifice of Christ. The gospel is the power of God. The preaching of the gospel. Again, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18 says, Paul says, um, to them that perish, the preaching of the cross. Again, that's the God. That's, that's the sacrifice. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us who are saved, the preaching of the cross is the power of God unto salvation. And let me drop this in here right now. Because later on, when we start talking about how do we apply it? How do you apply it to various areas of our lives? Your mouth is going to be the most important key. It's going to be by faith. And faith, you've got to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. And it's, it doesn't say the cross or the sacrifice is the power of God unto salvation. It says the preaching of it. Amen? It, is, it doesn't just say the gospel. It is the believing in the gospel. Are you with me? But it is such, it has the gospel and the cross and the sacrifice has such power, not only for the believer to unite us together, but it has power to save the lost. It is power to the sinner. And God has placed within the heart of every single human being the capacity to believe. It says in, it says in um, Ecclesiastes 3 and I think verse 11 that, that, um, that God has put eternity in the hearts of men. That is the reason why we have a scripture like Romans chapter 12 verse 3. That God has dealt to every man what? The measure of faith. Has dealt to every man that capacity. That capacity to believe the gospel. That capacity to have confidence in the sacrifice of Christ. So you and I should never be ashamed. Never be intimidated to share what Jesus has done. With anyone. Because it has a power built into it. Are you with me? All right, so, um, so, so here, here, is, here is what we need to see. The sacrifice is a foundation to Christianity. Now, if you've got a foundation, all right, and you build stuff, you build whatever you build, and it's not connected to the foundation, is it going to survive? Whatever you build must be connected to the foundation. Does that make sense? That means if we're talking so anything in our Christian life, if we're talking about if we're talking about faith, if we're talking about grace, if we're talking about righteousness, if we're talking about healing, whatever it is, it's got to be connected to the foundation. It's got to be connected to the sacrifice. It's got to be connected to, 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 to the sacrifice. And if you're going to have faith, then it's going to have, you're going to have to have confidence in that aspect of the sacrifice that pertains to whatever it is you're trying to build. In other words, if you're going to go after healing, you've got to have confidence in the fact that he bore my sickness in his body and by his stripes I'm healed. Even before you get to by his stripes you're healed, you need to know that that sickness was placed on him. If we're dealing with a, with a money situation, with a financial situation, right? Like one of the reasons sometimes we struggle is because we, we just go after the promises without recognizing what has already been done in the sacrifice. Because when you recognize what is done, it makes all the difference in the world. When you recognize what is done, you don't have to talk God into doing it. Does that make sense to you? Amen? Jesus said in John chapter, in John chapter, um, John chapter 19 and verse 30, it is finished. Now that was both 
um, certain things were finished. It was also prophetic in terms of what he was going to accomplish when he go to hell and after his resurrection and so on. But he said it is finished. And when we could recognize what is finished, the Bible says in Philemon verse 6, now listen to this verse. It says that, that the communication of your faith becomes effective when you acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ. When you acknowledge, he bore my sicknesses, he carried my infirmities. When you acknowledge like in the area of finances, not just that my God shall supply all my need, that's wonderful. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's wonderful. But how about the fact that he became poor so that he, so the uterus poverty might be made rich? How about the fact that, that, that he took that crown of thorns, representative of the, representing the curse? How about the fact that he, the Bible says, cursed is everyone that hung it upon the tree? Sometimes we look, to, we, look, we look for deliverance in various areas. But how about recognizing where it comes from? What am I saying? I'm saying that whatever it is we build, has, if we can connect it to the foundation, then we, have, we are on solid ground. <laughs> can we put it that way? The Bible says in Psalms 11 verse 3, if the foundation is destroyed, where shall the righteous be? All right? So, let's understand the sacrifice. Very simply, um, first of all, there is, there is the God side. There is what Jesus did. And then there's the next side of the sacrifice, which is very important, which is what God did with you in the sacrifice of Christ. But we'll come back to that. On the God side, what are we talking about? We're talking about the fact that Jesus was crucified, he was buried, he resurrected, and he sat on the right hand of the Father. And he also shed his blood. Coming out of that, what has happened is, a, a, a practical application that comes right out of it is, the fact that he's, he's given us his life. The Bible says when you are born again, you now have the life of Christ in you. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, then he is what? None of his. Is that right? The Bible also says that not only do you have his life, but you have his name. And you have his promises. So the sacrifice of Christ basically have eight aspects. Crucifixion, burial, resurrection, ascension, shed blood, his life, his name, and his promises. Now, on, on the man's side, what we must also see, and this is very important. Because you see, one of the things that is so important that comes out of the sacrifice is the reality and the revelation of righteousness. The reality and the revelation of the oneness that you now have with God. The reality and the revelation that now God, as, now as, his, as you and having be, being a son of God, now have his authority. That comes right out of the sacrifice. And we cannot grasp that if we do not see our part in the sacrifice. Romans chapter um, 1 verse 16 and 17 says this. It says, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation. To, uh, it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. And then he goes on to say, because, why is it the power of God unto salvation? Because therein is the righteousness of God revealed. The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel, in the sacrifice. So there is a oneness, there's a, there's a revelation of righteousness that comes out of the sacrifice that you have to get a hold of because without it, you cannot walk in your authority as a believer. 
You cannot be able to, to, to um, because you see, when we use the name of Jesus, we need to do so with wisdom. We need to do so with understanding. We cannot just be doing it and just parroting something. As if, as if the name of Jesus is some magic wand. No, faith has got to be connected to that name. The, Peter says, it is faith in that name that has given this man this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So there is the God side of the sacrifice, but then there is what God did with us in the sacrifice. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 12, uh, that you were baptized. Let me read it correctly. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 12. Turn to it, just so that you can see it. Colossians chapter 2. Say my side in the sacrifice. Say my part. All right. Now Paul had said, by the way, while you're turning to Colossians chapter 2, Paul had said that this was his assignment. Paul said part of his assignment was to, um, to make all men see what is their fellowship in the mystery. Ephesians 3 verse 9. Paul said, God called me, God anointed me, he sent me forth, and here is my assignment to the body of Christ. To make them all see what is their fellowship, what is their part in this ship. <laughs> what is their fellowship in this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. What is their fellowship in this sacrifice? Now in Colossians chapter 2 verse 12 it says that you, that you and I were buried with Christ in baptism. You were buried with Christ in baptism. Wherein also you are also risen with him. You were buried with him and you were risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. God did this. God placed you and I in Christ. And when Jesus was crucified, you were crucified. When Jesus was buried, you were buried. And that old man was buried. And then what happened? When Jesus was raised up, you were raised up and you now have his life. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Once you are a believer, you are seated with him. Amen? And you have the full application of his blood and his name belongs to you and his life is in you and you've got great and precious promises so that you can unlock the divine nature that is on the inside of you. It says in Romans chapter 6 and verse 4, it says, um, Know ye not that, when, that you, when you were baptized into Christ, you were baptized into his death. And that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, you were also raised up. Therefore you ought to walk in the newness of life. Galatians 3 verse 27 says, As many as being baptized into Christ have put on Christ. What is the point? Here is the point. The point of the matter is, not only did Jesus die and bury and was resurrected, but you too were crucified with him. And it is the reality of that that comes out, uh, is why we have Galatians 2.20. That you were crucified with Christ. Nevertheless you live. But it is not you, but it's Christ that lived in you. And you must take on that identity. You must recognize that it's no longer you, but it's Christ that lived in you. And it is only as you do so that you can walk in the reality, excuse me, of the promises of God. Because all the promises of God are yes and amen where? Are all the promises yes and amen, period? No. They are yes and amen in Him. In Christ. That means you've got to function in Him. You've got to function in righteousness. You've got to function according to that sacrifice. Everything is built on the sacrifice. Amen? All right. So, um... So, the, so, so that's, that, that's, that's what you're looking at. This is what it's all about. Jesus was crucified. You were crucified with him. You were raised up with him. There's a verse of scripture in Romans, Romans chapter 8 verse, verse 34 that says that, um, that, he was, that Jesus was, he was buried and he, he was resurrected 
and he is seated on the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for us. Amen? Hallelujah. And we are seated with him. It is for that reason, because of this oneness, because of this, this, this your part in the sacrifice, that's the reason we take communion. What for? To, remind, to be reminded, to be reminded that we have a common union with this body that is broken. To, rem, to be reminded that we have a common union with this blood that was shed. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 16 says, This cup which we drink, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? This bread, is it, not the, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? There is a oneness and that we must have because it's out of that that I, the Bible says Jesus came to bring many sons to glory. It is from that place that you can speak in his name and in his authority. The devil don't listen to you because if you speak as you, he, he, he listens because you're functioning in that name. Hallelujah. All right. So what is this connection then between the sacrifice and, and, um, and faith. First epistle of John. Chapter 5 verse 4 says. Whosoever. Whatsoever is born of God. What? Overcometh the world. Whatever is born of God. Overcometh the world. You are born again. Your spirit man is created in the image of God. In righteousness and true holiness. Your spirit man has total complete victory. And everything you are in your spirit is because of the sacrifice. The new creation that you are is because of the sacrifice. As he is, so are you in this world. It's because of the sacrifice. So whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Inside of your spirit, you are such an overcomer that God says you are blessed with every spiritual blessing. God says you are such an overcomer that the kingdom of God is within you. So whatsoever and whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. But then it goes on to say, but this is the victory. That overcome the world, even our faith. Even our faith. In other words, you've got all this victory inside your spirit. You've got all this healing. You've got all this deliverance. You've got all this prosperity. You've got all this blessing. But to bring it out into your life, to bring it out into your physical body, to bring it out into your soul, it's going to take faith. In other words, you've got total victory on the inside, but for that to become your experience, how does that happen? For that to become your manifested victory, it says even our faith. Amen? So let me repeat that verse again. Whosoever is born of God, overcometh the world. And what? This is the victory, even our... Come on. This is the victory, even our... So faith is the victory. Do we get that? Faith is the victory. Say faith is the victory. All right. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, it says, Thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Thanks be to God, which gives us the victory, how? Through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's stop and think for a moment. Because even though we're not teaching extensively in the sacrifice today, it is very important for you to learn to find the sacrifice in the New Testament. Because when you do, every time you see it, you need to be able to recognize it. And one of the ways of finding the sacrifice is when you see a phrase like, true, true, the, true the Lord Jesus Christ, true Jesus, by Christ, in him. Because when you see, thanks be to God who has given us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, it means, thanks be to God who has given us a victory by virtue of what Jesus has done. God has given us a victory because of what Jesus has done. Well, let me ask you something. What has Jesus done? 
What has Jesus done? What he has done is called a sacrifice. He died, he was buried, he was resurrected, and he sits on the right hand of the Father and he shed his blood. So, so then it means this, so, so then, thanks be to God, which gives us the victory because of what Jesus has done, which gives us the victory because of the sacrifice. So it's victory because of the sacrifice. But then we also have from 1 John 5, 4, this is the victory, even our faith. So connect that up. There is a relationship then with his faith and the sacrifice of Christ. And the relationship is such that when you put it together, victory comes out. What I'm presenting to you is this, and this is what I got, is that faith then is having confidence in the sacrifice of Christ. Faith is having confidence in the sacrifice of Christ. Let's look at it. Let's, let's, let's track it down just in a few other verses. Amen? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. All right. I'm just going to... Okay. Flip with me to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. Hallelujah. So, so when you're seeing then, as you turn into Romans chapter, chapter 3, so when you see 1 John 5, 4, and it says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, you need to be able to read into that, that this is the victory that overcomes it. Even our faith. This is the victory that overcomes it. My having confidence in the sacrifice. Because it means then that you've got to build your confidence in the sacrifice. Amen? Hallelujah. All right, Romans chapter 3, verse 20, 28 says, well, verse 24 says, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. If we simplify that verse, it, was, it would say, Being justified because of, the, because of what Jesus has done. It would say, Being justified because of the sacrifice of Christ. Now, that word justified means just as if sin has never been. Just as if sin has never touched your life. Amen? So justified because of the sacrifice. Now look at verse 28. We conclude that a man is justified, declared righteous, just as if sin has never been. How? By faith. So by faith a man is justified. A man is justified by the sacrifice of Christ. So then you put it together and it means then that for you to walk in justification, for you to walk as if sin has never been, for you to live as the righteous, how are you going to do it? By confidence in the sacrifice. You have to mix faith with the sacrifice. Think about it. The Bible says again in Romans 1 verse 17, Galatians 3 verse 11, Hebrews 10 verse 38, the just shall live how? The just shall live how? So the just shall live by having confidence in the sacrifice. In other words, here you are, you are the righteousness of God, you are righteous, and as a righteous person, you, you need to be able to operate as if you're one with God, you need to be able to speak in authority in the name of Jesus, you, need, you have certain rights, privileges, and you can live in a place as if, you know, with no consciousness of guilt and shame and any of those things, right? But how, how does it just live that way? By faith. How does he live like that? By having confidence in the sacrifice. 
That means if you do not have confidence in the sacrifice, even though you're born again, you will be in a place where you're susceptible, you're not going to live as a righteous, you're not going to live with a freedom from guilt and shame and insecurity and inferiority, you're not going to live in a place where you have that confidence and that boldness, the righteous are as bold as a lion. You're not going to live in that place where you, where you can operate in authority over the principalities and powers. Are you with me? So the just shall live how? By having confidence in the sacrifice. Amen? That's the case. That's, that's, that's the argument. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now here's the interesting thing. The Bible says in, um, in, in Romans chapter 8, no, Romans chapter 9, the last verses, 31 to 33, it says, Israel did not obtain righteousness because they didn't go after it by faith. They went after it based on law. They didn't go after it by faith and as a result, they were not able to obtain righteousness. And it says that it was, a, that, um, it says, it says that, that, that to them, that sacrifice was a stumbling block. Romans chapter 9, let me read the verses, verse 31 to 33. But Israel, which follow after the law of righteousness, had not attained to the law of righteousness. They went after it by law, and they didn't attain it, because the very law disqualified them. The law said you got to be perfect. The law says you've got to obey every bit of it and no one can. Amen? You cannot be righteous based on your own performance and your own behavior and your own conduct. Verse 32, Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, they didn't seek it by having confidence in the sacrifice, but as it were, by the works of the law. And as, so what happened? They stumbled at the stumbling block. They stumbled at the stumbling block. As it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling block, a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth in him shall, shall not be ashamed. So they stumbled at the stumbling block. What was the stumbling block that they stumbled at? The, the issue of the cross. The issue of the sacrifice. Amen? It was the issue of the sacrifice that they stumbled at. Why? It, it, because what? They did not believe. They did not have confidence in the death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we know that's the stumbling block? First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24 says, 23 says, We preach Christ crucified. We preach Christ crucified. First Corinthians 1 23. To preach Christ crucified, is that preaching the sacrifice? Absolutely. We preach Christ crucified. Unto the Jews, it's a stumbling block. Unto the Greek, it's foolishness. Amen? So they didn't attain righteousness. Why? Because they didn't go after it by faith. So how then are you and I going to walk in righteousness if we don't walk in it by faith? But then what is faith? How are we going to walk in righteousness if we do not maintain confidence in the sacrifice of Christ? Now you notice I said maintain. Maintain confidence in the sacrifice of Christ. Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. He says, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. And he said, I have kept what? I've kept the faith. What does he, he, he mean by that? He says he maintained confidence in the sacrifice. Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How awesome is this sacrifice? How awesome is this sacrifice? The Bible says, Romans chapter 8, verse 32. He that spared not his own son... 
how shall he not with him freely give us what? All things. He that spared not his own son. In other words, he that sacrificed his son. With that sacrifice, because of that sacrifice, he freely gives us what? All things. How about Romans chapter 8 verse 37? Which says, we are more than conquerors. To him that loved us. To him that loved us. Let's think about that for a minute. Romans 5 verse 8 says, he commanded his love towards us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died. He commanded his love by that sacrifice. Jesus said in John 15 verse 13, No greater love has any man than this, but he would what? Lay down his life. Did Jesus lay down his life? Was that the sacrifice? Now here, let's go back to Romans chapter 8 verse 37. We are more than conquerors. How? To him that loved us, we are more than conquerors because of the sacrifice. Hallelujah.